0: to the book report the podcast where we do book reports on books we haven't read since the last time we did book reports my name is natalie and my pronouns are she her
1: and my name is and my pronouns are also she her remember the animorphs neither do we
0: this week we're reading megamorphs four back to before by k.a applegate written in 2000
1: remember what happened last time
0: last time was that um kind of upsetting book um where Marco had a lot of upsetting ableist opinions.
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, the mm-hmm. book that could have been called ableism or the ableist. The ableist, um, yeah. And but the one that, that book did have that this book did not have was a cute and a light couple who I just wanted them to live their cottage core lives True. together somewhere. Or they could have gone to the hidden valley. Bees. They yeah. could have gone to the Hork-Bajir hideaway. They sure could have. Well, whatever. Well his opportunity.
0: This is Megamorphs four. I wrote a book report. Yes, it's long because the Megamorphs are also long. But I think, I, hope I mean, you're gonna like it.
1: The good news is, uh, this is the last Megamorphs I ever Megamorphs I will have to read. I know. So we're we're getting close to the end here. I know. Wild. End of an era. Well, let me go and read your book report. Okay. I hope it's good. I hope so too. Okay this week we read the final and best megamorphs book back to before although this book seemed like it was going to be the worst it was actually pretty darn good the book starts with a terrible violent battle where all the animorphs are deeply traumatized drode shows up at jake's house with a tempting offer that has already been approved by the elemist what if you could turn back time and not become animorphs the urks still would would still exist but you wouldn't have to fight them jake takes him up on the offer and honestly i get it he just had his tiger paw ripped off The book bounces back in time to the day when they all left the mall together and stumbled across Elfengor, his mysterious blue box. Instead of finding him, they go the long way around the construction site and never become Animorphs. Kathy feels weird and not right, but doesn't say anything. She also keeps getting strange visions of someone calling her from the ocean. She keeps going about her business, but is worried that something is wrong somewhere. Marco, meanwhile, is still very upset about his mom's death. So imagine his surprise when he spots his mom out of a period of nowhere in a museum. He chases after her and Rachel jumps in to help him. They run after her and get shot up by men, big men with lasers. They don't know what to make of it, but they know that it is definitely not good. Uh, Jake is mostly just living his life and occasionally going to sharing meetings with Tom, uh, just because he has like nothing better to do. Um, he doesn't really like the sharing, though. We catch up with Tobias and learn that his friendship with Jake didn't really didn't last past that day, and shit is pretty bad at home. He's approached by some members of the sharing who see him as vulnerable prey. And he falls into their evil trap, play pool and hang out until eventually become a willing year coast, which eventually which does eventually happen, and he's pretty upset about it. The yerk in his head is kind of working against Mr. Three, but not in any meaningful way. Axe is still trapped in the dome under the sea or under the ocean. He realizes that nobody's coming to save him, so he captures a shark and acquires it. He makes his way to land and evaluates which species is the dominant one. Humans win out over cows, but just barely. He decides that the best course of action would be to reveal to the humans that the Yerks are out there, and the best way to do that would be to show them an andalite. He goes on to the TV studio and jumps in front of the camera, which prompts the classic, show up and shoot everything, Yerk response. He escapes and does it again, which triggers Mr. Three to give up on a secret invasion and move to all-out war. Spaceships start flying in from all over the place and blowing stuff up. Yerk controllers start rounding up groups of humans for Yerk infestation. President Clinton does nothing to stop, nothing to stop this. The gang finds themselves together, minus Tobias, at the mall. There's a bunch of wild action sequences where things keep happening in the wrong order because time is out of sync. Mark- Marco, Rachel, and Cassie all die, but the mysteriously come back to life. When everything seems lost and the only recourse uh, that Axe and Jake have is to try and destroy one giant Yorkship and likely die in the process, Drog shows up, and boy is he pissed. His clever plan didn't work because apparently Cassie has magic time powers. She's sub-temporally grounded, and any attempt to move her out of her predestined timeline will fail. Honestly, only adding more evidence that Cassie's the best anamorph and the true leader of the group. Villalemus shows up and reveals that he knew this all along, which is the reason—the only reason he let Krayak and Drode do this in the first place. He tells Cassie that she'll be the only one to remember this alternate timeline. The anamorphs tell him they just want this to end and that they're sick of being toyed with. He just assures them that it will end at some point. He doesn't say that, he doesn't say that they'll survive, though, so that's not great. Uh, we bounce back to the main timeline where Drode is offering Jake a chance to reset time. Before Jake can accept Drode. Uh, takes back the offer and disappears wow
0: that's it that's my book report
1: well mm-hmm. I, I'm about to something that I didn't think I was going to do go ahead I think I'm think i giving you an A plus
0: heck yeah I think that it was a very
1: good book report thank you I was very do you like fun. that I bashed
0: President Clinton in it
1: I did <laughs> I love anyone who says anything bad about American presidents they're all bad I
0: know so I don't know. I I I kind of liked this book.
1: Okay. Yes. Is that yes. weird. I no. I agree. Um, I know we're going to talk about it more, but I liked it too, and I was pretty surprised because. And I feel I, like that was
0: reflected in the quality of my book report.
1: I feel like a uh, last last episode when we were reading the like back of the book. I think there was a lot of disappointment about this book being the next one. Yeah, a
0: lot of hesitancy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess before we kind of get into that discussion. There was one new character who I kind of think we're probably not going to see a lot of We are of again. never going
0: to see this guy again.
1: Yeah, Odret 177. And that's the year that is in
0: Tobias. He seems kind of important. Um, but not important enough. And he gets shot in the head. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, I assume on the real timeline where the Animorphs exist, he just went into some other Hork-Bajir host or whatever, and he's just hanging yeah. out doing whatever. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see him again.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess theoretically he would have existed and been in a different human host because if he had a message from the council, that shouldn't have been affected by so. any any alterations in the timeline. It just didn't seem like he'd survive, you know? Like he probably wasn't yeah. a human host because he had to get the message to somebody, but not a human host that survived.
0: Yeah. And he's like working against Visser 3, which is not a great position to be in when Visser 3 is your supervisor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's sort yeah, of working yeah. for Visser 1 but I doesn't really like either but one. But not really. You know? Yeah, it's kind of tough.
0: Yeah. So I don't think we'll see him again. I think probably no. in the real timeline, he's also dead. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. well, I, I
1: guess to get into the discussion of the book, I just want to talk about we've had a bunch of like time travel books. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say they have 99% been bad. Um yep. well, it's not true. I guess the Andalite Chronicles wasn't terrible. Um it, and it wasn't a ton of time travel in that one either um there was but uh, there it wasn't was, like there was a there pretty, pretty significant
0: of, amount of time travel in that book but it,
1: but it wasn't time travel
0: it, there was time travel but it wasn't the entire book and it wasn't alternate timelines
1: yes yeah, yeah. um and it didn't feel completely pointless
0: yeah i
1: that's i think been a big point of, of uh dislike for us is that like what was even like the dinosaur book where they like went into the past and then just kind of it
0: caused the extinction event yeah like, like are that you didn't, kidding it didn't it it was annoying i didn't like that book yeah. at all
1: um or that other time travel book where they went
0: through history to hunt a yerk that one sucked that was terrible that was really hard to read that one that was the one where garrett came and told us his opinions about history facts oh yes he did that's right i forgot yeah. that we did that yeah yeah um, um this one has the best parts and left out the worst parts of those time travel mechanisms yes like yeah. it also and kind of fundamentally doesn't matter because only sure. cassie remembers sure which we didn't like about the other ones but we learned a whole lot that will mm-hmm. be relevant later so it kind of the payoff still exists you know yeah
1: and i also think it's the other thing that it did is like the other two um mega books that had time travel they mm-hmm. clearly wanted to do time travel, but you can't do something in Megamorphs that's so essential to the story because if you don't read Megamorphs and you don't know what's happening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so I think it's the really easy for those books to be terrible. <laughs> but this book, this we didn't nothing happened so amazing that like if you didn't read this, you couldn't follow the rest of the story. You totally could, um, but it gave us a lot of information about yeah. stuff that like it didn't make it didn't change the books. So it won't like I don't think it's gonna fundamentally alter your experience of the books but we learned a lot of stuff so like we got something that had consequence to us not to the storyline so much but like to us there is a consequence
0: it adds it adds context and some hints for the future that sure we could do without but it's nice to have them so yeah yeah i think all in all i liked
1: it it's just a lot of depth you know
0: yeah i think and also
1: we got some drode
0: we got some we love drode drode is a chaotic little monster um also, it was well-written, which is an important yeah. point to make, uh, yes. because I actually, um, and this one was actually written by K.A. Applegate, right? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, this had the old flavor to it that I think, je ne sais quoi, that has been missing, you know? It's so
1: it's so hard, I think, for them to capture that kind of, like, that that kind of K.A. Applegateness, right? Like it's so, I like think it the must characters, be really hard.
0: I think it must be, because the characters all sounded like themselves, mm-hmm They were described consistently Mm -hmm. and the action scenes weren't super hard to read. There were a couple that were a little tough, but for the most part, I was like, it was a real page turner and I was breezing through it, you know? And I
1: think there are some ghostwriters that we've had that I've really liked yeah um was it like one of them was like Kim and something i really like that person mm-hmm. um and there have been some that i just think had a harder time capturing those voices yeah. and the I problem agree. is is that if we'd only read one book and then read a ghost written book probably we wouldn't even really notice that much but well, there's just been so many books that we read by k.a Applegate, we were like 20 something books where we ever got a ghost writer that any of the differences they really stand out they do um yeah. i also think it was kind of fun because she was writing them like they were when they were like Young, I don't know like when they were yeah, first the beginning introduced of to the us. Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to have them being kids and like really being kids, not for very long, but like getting that kind of
0: innocence I, I think that almost does not apply to Jake.
1: Jake no, no, no. Jake's no. character
0: in this book is the more mature Jake and not the earlier, shittier Jake.
1: Yes. Which I also would say when I say it was fun, I thought that Marco was terrible, but. I mean, it was very fun to revisit young Cassie and Rachel. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, yeah. That was kind of fun. I was, it was well-written and it was nice to have kind of a little bit of a, and also a return. We haven't had this in a while, but it's one of my favorite things that these books do because I think it's very funny and cute where um, Rachel and Cassie will talk about each other and they'll be like... Like, oh, that's Rachel. She's so beautiful and so yeah. fierce and she can yeah. do anything. And she's not dumb. She's really smart. And also she's so beautiful. And then Rachel's talking about Cassie. She's, oh, she looks, you know, she doesn't have any sense of style, that Cassie, but she's just so amazing and smart and perfect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. We haven't had that in a while. And I just like seeing it.
0: That's true. That's true. I like that too. I like too. it. Yeah. Um, this book was more about the Elemist as well. Sure, yeah. We haven't seen in a while, who I don't think we've seen this season. I
1: don't think we have either. I think we had a couple moments where I thought he was coming back, where there'd be like a weirdness and then we thought it was Elemist, but it wasn't.
0: But it wasn't. And it was more of the theme that we are now picking back up on of, by the way, reminder that Elemist and Cryak are just playing one giant board game using human lives as pawns. And it's really going to be a bad time for everybody except the Elemist and Cryak.
1: Okay, so we know from the end of the book, basically Cryak is, no, Drode is like, oh, Cryak let you change whatever, if we could change this. And the elements is like, yes, I did let you change that. It's not my fault. Um, anyway, so I guess whatever the elements did, he got to continue to do. Like, whatever change he made stays mm-hmm. in place. Yep. Well, I guess that's good for him.
0: Yeah, he seems to still be really excited about the idea of murdering these children. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that is a good vibe for the God-like figure that's supposed to be the good guy.
1: Yeah, I would generally speaking agree with you. I think probably it's yeah. bad to find out that God personally is using you <laughs> uh,
0: trying to, to Have
1: you killed multiple well, personally on many
0: timelines. And is allowing someone else to personally come fuck with your timeline. Kind of yeah. just for laughs.
1: Because it's not like a general, like, Krayak is here to fuck with all people. It like especially the end, it's is like
0: here to fuck with Jake specifically, and the Elemist is fine with that. It's really That's funny to A-okay. me. okay
1: because the Elemist and Krayak have a ton of power. Like Krayak made whole species, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Uh, the Hallows, who I, I would like to return to honestly. Um, yeah. like it seems like Krayak has so much to do. He's probably a busy person. He's mm-hmm. got a lot going on. Um, and yet he is he is like I hate Jake um I personally want to fuck with this day it feels especially in like is Jake annoying yes he can be very annoying um has Jake messed with plans I mean yes but like other people have too um, yeah. it feels like Krayak uh Krayak's approach to Jake is becoming um that bitch eating crackers you know
0: no what
1: you don't know this no when you don't like someone so much that like everything they do makes you furious. Oh, yes, I know that. There's yeah. that bitch over there. She's eating crackers. Yeah. Like it's that yeah. point of like, it doesn't really matter what Jake does. No, he could just be sitting there eating crackers and crack like, that bitch Jake over there eating I mean, crackers. Like he owns the place.
0: Craig literally has time booked in his schedule every day to fuck with Jake in his dreams. It's every so single day, he schedules a half hour one-on-one with Jake where he just fucks with him. He like is, it's a lot
1: of personal attention again i think it's it has become that level of just like jake could breathe and Craig is like that bitch that i cannot bitch. believe it. i cannot not what believe a loud audacity. breather yeah no, he's absolutely. ruining my day i have to haunt his dreams this yeah. child i have to haunt them
0: and and so what i would like to know is um when does the game end and what other pieces are there in this game because it can't be just these children
1: do you think that the end of the series will be the end of the game or do you think it's going to leave us hanging?
0: I hope it does not leave us hanging. It better be the end of the game and the Elemus better apologize, honestly.
1: i gotta I, I tell you, Natalie, um, I love your hopefulness. I do Thank not you. think the Elemus is ever going to apologize to us ever.
0: You know, some days it's like I have, I'm full of like unrelenting optimism and some days it's all pessimism and all let's retroactively cancel the sure. podcast
1: yeah i think the Elemus is not gonna apologize i i just think you gotta you gotta find he, a piece with that he needs to apologize he, i mean yes does he need to yes will he will no. he absolutely, absolutely not. not yeah no no, no.
0: <sighs> i just what lesson are we teaching our children here if every godlike figure never apologizes you know well i mean i
1: guess in in many i mean i don't have
0: to apologize the elemis doesn't have to you know <laughs>
1: But I mean, by that extension, there are many God type characters in other books that don't really apologize. That just seems like That's a general true. thing of God type characters. They don't apologize. They don't. Because they're God type characters and they don't sure. have to, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying it's well, good. I'm just saying it's what happens, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we talk about um, some of the stuff Something else upsetting? about these, these upsetting lives of these children?
1: Oh um, my God. Tobias. Tobias. I,
0: I you know what? We knew his
1: life was bad, and we got a little taste of it in the first book, yeah. but we really haven't talked about it that but much. There he was, moved some quickly discussion. to
0: Hawk, so we yes. didn't get yeah. a lot of insights.
1: Yeah. And like we knew it must be bad because nobody apparently looked for him full stop at all. And yeah. also, he was so invisible that he's able to go to school dances and stuff, and nobody notices that, oh, Tobias, who hasn't been here all year, is here. Um, yeah. So we knew it was pretty bad. It is awful. It's bad. It's so upsetting basically so he he thinks he's been told that his mother ran away and his father either died or ran away it's kind of unclear Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and he goes back and with his aunt and uncle his uncle basically doesn't notice him Mm -hmm. um and his aunt is like like she forces him to work and like skip school and like not work at a job but like work in her house and do what she tells him to do
0: like be be her servant basically
1: Yes. It's awful. Um, and then at school, there's bullying. And like, first it's kind of the normal 90s intense style bullying. bullying. Like at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is not like, this is very intense, but also it's like the 90s style bullying, but like, I feel Give like every lunch money, the swirlies thing, which that seems very intense. That seems like a form of torture, but whatever. Um, but at least that's kind of period typical bullies, like swirlies mm-hmm. and lunch money. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they assault him in a bathroom. Uh, to a degree that is uh, i mean shocking that it didn't do him permanent harm
0: well like heavy implication that they broke a couple of his ribs you know yes yes Like they fully beat him up
1: yes and like nobody likes him or cares about him marco doesn't like him so he doesn't really hang out with jake anymore like as a whole it was just very strange and sad um and okay i am not a teacher anymore and i wasn't ever a teacher in the states but like it just seems like if you're a teacher, wouldn't you notice just any of
0: this? Just wouldn't you notice a child coming back from the restroom and suddenly being covered in bruises and cuts and blood? Or how about I would
1: how about even if that wasn't the normal form of bullying, maybe, maybe normally there wasn't any, any marks on him. How about, um, guardians who literally have never responded to a single thing who, um, have come to nothing, who he clearly is being sent to school with dirty clothes. Um, Potentially hasn't eaten uh, or just misses school and with no excuse, just he just misses school. Yeah. Shouldn't that set up some alarms to like get in touch with protective child, child protective services or just. Anybody. Someone, just anyone, even yeah. just a teacher being like, hey, you okay, buddy? Yeah. Can
0: we talk but about no it? But no one
1: does. No one, no, no one has all.
0: Yeah. Until he goes to the sharing. Which. They correctly targeted him as vulnerable prey, hundred percent.
1: Yes,
0: they rescue him from bullying, and they give him a business card that says, "Come join our cult." Yes, they do. That's the subtext Uh, of the business card, but you know.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty rough, and then he he like has basically like a big brother type situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, and that seems nice the whole time. It's really sinister and culty. I don't know. I was just watching very culty. I was watching um, that Nexium cult documentary, The Vow.
0: Yikes. Yeah. Um,
1: and it had that kind of energy where, like, everyone is so positive and so nice mm-hmm. all the time. Like, that first, I don't, I don't know if you've seen The Vow, but like the first episode is very positive about the cult. And it's like, oh, it's so great. It's so wonderful. We're learning so much. We're growing so much. I think the idea was to show that, like, anybody can fall into a cult. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. just a stupid person yeah. falls into a cult. It's just like,
0: totally. It can be
1: really easy to be tricked because it's not about being smart or stupid. It's just like, humans fall for this kind of thing sometimes anyway um, it had that kind of energy where like everyone is so happy and so nice and everything is great and it's doing and so much is, for me
0: life is so much better in the sharing you can see in five dimensions when you're a full member that's really a thing they say to him yeah it had that kind of, also and, like, like is so positive don't you want to be you know a self-confident person who grows and builds a beautiful life for yourself like that's what they're offering him
1: I'm not sure if this is the word. So maybe it's, maybe it's incorrect, but like, it's like, it felt like kind of like a love bombing situation where they're just like showering with praise and love mm. and like, mm-hmm. and like really getting him hooked. And then it switches so fast.
0: Yeah. The as soon from, as everything he's is in the room. Great. Oh man. Yeah. As soon as he's like, I, I think I want to be a full member. They bring him into the room. Everything changes immediately. Love bombing over now. Actual bombing, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a it's bad scene. Awful and and with the Yurk, it doesn't i mean it doesn't go better i mean like it, it just it doesn't improve you know
0: no oh just makes him relive all of his worst memories and then tells him you're really boring and he's like actually i thought this was a pretty sick comeback which was yeah i mean your cult targets the weak what did you expect to find in my head like <laughs> yeah i agree what did that was a pretty good to line to see here i'm a child who was in an abusive household yeah i also thought it was a pretty
1: funny line i was like oh yeah smart was, i mean not funny like comeback. not funny haha but like
0: but like it was a good move you know yeah yeah, yeah.
1: smart yeah. smart
0: yeah. yeah um yeah no tobias in this book has a bad time and then it his story ends with he, he's shot in the head by viscer three and i, I don't think that's good i when they,
1: they like the way that chapter ends is they're like it kind of gets cut off really abruptly, like, "Oh, he's yeah. going to get killed." And so then I <laughs> broke my notes, like, "All right, well, who's going to come rescue Tobias?" Because at this okay. point, nobody else had died, and I was like, "Well, someone's going to come and rescue him." That's how these books work. Someone's going to come rescue him. Person. And it took me quite a while to be like, "Oh," and like every chapter, I'm like, "This is the Tobias rescue chapter." Nope. This is the Tobias chapter. Nope. This one. Nope. And then uh when Marco died, I was like, "Oh." Oh, they're
0: right um, Yeah.
1: <laughs> no one's going to be alive. I understand.
0: Yep. And then at the I got end. It. When when the Elemist kind of reveals all, I was like kind of glad that Tobias isn't going to remember any of this because his reaction was, "I wouldn't have joined the sharing, would I?" Like that doesn't seem right, but Tobias, buddy, that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly yeah. what would have happened. Probably it honestly, makes sense. Any of this. Yeah,
1: it really makes sense that he would be the one, just because
0: he was so vulnerable, he was so
1: neglected, and he was very vulnerable.
0: And again, yeah. it's
1: falling into cults, similarly with like MLMs, all those kinds of things. It's mm-hmm. not a sign of smartness or, or not smartness. It's just
0: Were you, you know? in a good position to be manipulated through no fault yeah. of your own?
1: And it can happen to anyone.
0: Yep. Toads.
1: Um uh, yeah. Cassie, wow.
0: on the other hand. I would say she's also not having a good time just because she's no. getting these freaky visions and stuff. But she does come out the hero and we just we love that. That's always the best of these books when Cassie comes out the hero.
1: I want to know. So basically, like one of the things that makes her the hero of this book is mm-hmm. that She is, they say she is subtemporally grounded. She has magic powers. That's right. And that's why the timeline is like all fucked up at the end is because she has to stay in her timeline. Is this something they're going to carry through to other books? Because it sounds like it's just generally speaking true of her. Well, it Um, certainly
0: didn't carry through to the past time travel books.
1: Yes, but is this different because it
0: was kind of like a dream? I don't know, man.
1: Because it seems like... Drone is like, oh, you brought together all these special people and she's like a time anomaly, freak anomaly, whatever something. Um so it sounds like this has just always been true of her.
0: Yeah. She why? has an innate magic power, not just in this timeline, but all the time. Her... Can they tell us? And why? she's a really good morpher. So can they tell us why though? <laughs> because she's the best. Because I, she's I the true like, leader of the Animorphs.
1: I, I have to tell you, I misread part of this. When they were like listing all people who were in the team, I got confused and I misread it. And I thought they were saying that Visser 3's body's child was there. I thought so too. And I was like, oh my God.
0: Oh my God. I was God. like, is who? That, Visser 3 had that... a kid and it's one of these guys? Yeah, no, but it's Marco and it's Visser 1. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I thought from, i like, are they saying Cassie is that? Cause maybe that would explain it, but no.
0: I'm glad it's not because I love Cassie's dad. So I don't want that to end. I
1: will say I didn't like that something bad happened to them in this book. And it made me very upset.
0: Yeah. They got yerked, huh?
1: Yeah. They don't straight up say that they did for sure, but they definitely did. But um, they did. I was so yeah. upset. I wrote in my notes, I don't like this. <laughs> <Please undo." laughs> yeah.
0: You know, there were, okay. So there were a couple other things I did not like for Cassie. Sure. Um, at one point she asked Rachel, do you think Jake minds that I'm African-American And Rachel says, Jake doesn't care that you're black. He doesn't even know that you're black. He doesn't see color. And I was like, huh? Boy, this was written in the 90s. Yep,
1: it really was. That was a very 90s response to that thing. Uh, Yeah,
0: that was tough. And then the other one that I did not like was that she woke up in the middle of the night and was hungry and she went to go get a snack and then didn't because she asked herself, does Jake only like me because I'm skinny? And actually, the way she phrased it was, what if Jake's not asking me out because of my thighs? And I did not like that. And I did not like that that had absolutely no follow-up where she decided, actually, that's probably not true. And I'm hungry and I'm going to eat something. So what we learned is that Cassie maybe has an eating disorder and I don't want that for her.
1: Yes, I agree with you. Also, um, it does feel very 90s period, like Also very 90s,
0: yes, yes. And also,
1: okay. I could see, I'm not saying that this is correct. I could see an author defending this as like, this is something a teenage girl would think yeah, or sure. might think and no one yeah. would correct her if it's just in her head. However, I wish them the book had something else than to counteract it elsewhere. Like maybe not right exactly. here, but just like something somewhere else, you know? Exactly,
0: I agree. It's okay if a teenager, like to perfectly demonstrate the way a teenager feels about things when they are yeah. learning and growing. I just also don't want the readers to think, who are also teenagers to think, that's right. I need to stop eating. So that boys will think because my thighs aren't too big.
1: Yeah. I think the one good thing is that it is a very small line, which is, is not to say it's good. It's just that it's not like
0: it's not like a repeat. I,
1: I don't really want to read about this is going to sound mean. I don't want to read about teenagers' body insecurities. And it's not because I don't think they should have them shouldn't like it's not because I don't think that they shouldn't write about them. It's just that I if I'm reading an alien adventure story. I want to read an alien adventure story. And I don't save. I don't want to be sideswiped by like
0: by body feelings. Same. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, I'm uh, here for
0: the aliens and the spaceships yeah. and the pew-pew lasers, you know, like that's what I'm here for.
1: It's similar, like uh, you know, I'm watching the the new L word, and yeah. the one fat character on the show also was in Overeaters Anonymous. Um, and mm-hmm. they like bring it up and also kind of like the one weirdo loser. And mm-hmm. and I was like, oh
0: we're doing a whole surprise here.
1: surprise fat phobia i didn't i didn't yeah. come for this i came for lesbians being dramatic dang so it's this kind of energy for me you know uh yeah, i do know yeah like i don't i don't i didn't come for this i came for something different yeah keep the fat phobic stuff
0: elsewhere somewhere else yeah yeah i agree i don't know so you know i feel like all in all if i'm gonna sum up cassie very glad we get more evidence that she's the hero, and that fucking better be amplified towards the end of this series—that actually she's the leader of this group because she has the most magic powers. But also, I would like for eating disorders to not be in that magic yeah. power pile.
1: I I really hope that they bring back the subtemporally grounded situation yeah. again.
0: It's really Give cool, and I want to know why. I want to know why that she is subtemporally grounded to Z space because that's also why she's so good at morphing. Maybe. Maybe
1: I okay. I wonder. Do you think this will come up in the Elemis Chronicles? Because maybe he's involved up somehow. Because it feels like if he knew that she was temporally sub-whatever, he's sub-temporally grounded, it feels like maybe he had something to play in making that happen. Like, I don't know, he he did a uh, witch's curse or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kind of like Sleeping
0: Beauty in Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> where <laughs> she was cursed. <laughs> Or maybe it's a side effect of when she was possessed by the ghost of Eldrea. Well, I was thinking, okay, you know
1: that scene. I haven't watched the community in a very long time, but there's the the three nice witches with the little, they were all color-coded, and then there They're was the fairies, black, but yes. The black, oh, okay, yes. She was she was wearing a black stuff with the horns. Yeah. yeah. Um, and each of the the, the the friendly fairies that gave her like a, a nice gift. And so I feel mm-hmm. like probably the elements is one of those. Well, no, I think the Elemus no. is maleficent. No. <laughs> the elements, No, no, no. The Elements is maleficent. But he thinks he's one of the fairies, you know.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he's like, I'm
1: nice and helpful. I'm going to give her a weapon for war.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, that's also more like Ella Enchanted, a movie I recently rewatched, where the fairy gives her the gift of obedience, and she's like, "That's the best. Now you got the perfect kid." But actually, it's a <laughs> it's a curse. I have read the book, but I've never seen the movie. It's cute. You should watch it. Okay. It's early two thousands. It's real cute. Um. Nice. Anyway, um. We also learned a lot about the sharing.
1: Yes, I love this. I love learning. I feel like we, we both have really enjoyed when there's like uh-huh.
0: information about one of these kinds of things. But there's universe building. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, cult universe building. Yes. Very culty. It's really,
1: for me, it's really adjoining of some of my, my favorite things, which is I love I love a good cult documentary uh-huh. and I love some good world building. And so when you bring cults and world building together, it's just,
0: Perfect. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's kismet. That's like, it's meant to be. Sure. All right, well, here's what we learn. You get a mentor, you're assigned mm-hmm. a buddy, a big brother figure. And that person manipulates the living daylights out of you. Mm-hmm. Um you have a limited amount of time to decide. So there's a pressure to make a decision quickly. Yes. The sale will end, you must buy now kind of thing. Yep. Um and if you decide, if you can't decide, if you're like ambivalent or you say no, then you are never invited back and you must leave. However, I do think they probably kidnap those people and near come later.
1: Well, I suspect that if you try to come back, they will say, yes, you can come back.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, but the implication is that you can never come back. And so you better say yes, mm-hmm. because we're here having a really good time playing pool and we'll be having a good time without you if you say no. Um, and that they are everywhere and they target people who are bullied.
1: Yes. I also think it's kind of interesting Um, I, my first, when we first heard about the sharing, kind of my conception of the sharing was like, it is for teens. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, maybe there's like a, an older person element to it where there's like, you know, adults who are involved with like, like the sharing senior or whatever. Um, but I kind of envisioned it a little bit. Like I I never was in Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, but I know that they have like like, a youth group. Yeah. Well, but like, I mean, like like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, all those kind of things they have kind of like, like you don't have five-year-olds in with 18 year olds. You have, like, the Cubs scouts, I assume. Um, And, like, you're kind of a little more age separated because then you can do age-appropriate activities together. um, And then you can have, like, events that are really age-appropriate and fun, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have, like, an adult showing up to an event that has to cater to, like, you know, teenagers. so They don't have the same interests necessarily. But when Tobias goes for his, like, induction, it's, like, him, a cop, a mailman. Like, it was just, like, a bunch of random adults and him a child. Yep which is kind of weird,
0: kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. And his mentor seems like a 20 year old. Yeah. At least the mentor. No, no. He's in high school. Sorry. Sorry. They say he's in high school,
1: but I could buy an adult mentor because we have things like big brothers, big sisters, where it's like an adult paired with a child. Yeah. In a really specific kind of like, I'm helping mentor this child to do stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just very strange because it was really age uh, diverse which it's good to have generations mixing. That's like, can be really good for community and like uh, building a lot of like stronger bonds inside of a community. have
0: you forgotten that this is a
1: cult? It's true, but it just seems like in a cult, you'd want to separate it out so you can really specifically target. So you could
0: really target there. Yeah, because what a 40
1: year old wants is not what a a 12 year old wants.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they're all getting the same speeches from Visser 3. They wouldn't all work on every age group.
1: And there are a lot of speeches that you would give 12 year olds that they would find very effective that I think I would- be like oh okay well I, i'm gonna leave this is not for me obviously
0: yeah totally um tom is very high up apparently in the yerk earth plan which i think we didn't realize how high up he was no we
1: before. we kind of had to know that because remember when tom uh when they had to go away for the funeral thing and then they made that whole to-do about tom going away New York's gonna kill them and all of this yeah i think we had to assume at that point that tom had to be pretty high up because why the hell else would like Chapman and everybody be trying to get Tom?
0: I guess, for okay, one year. here's what I thought. I thought Chapman was higher up than Tom. And yet mm-hmm. Tom is like the first person that's called when Axe shows up on oh, TV. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so uh, that kind of surprised me that he's that high up.
1: Yeah, sure. That makes yeah. sense. It's okay. It. it seems like it's extremely random who they assign to mm-hmm. be who. Yeah. Because it seems like if you want to have someone who can be like a higher up person who can like do your business full time, you would want an adult who you could be like, oh, I've hired them at my yurt company or whatever, because then they kind of yeah. be on call. Whereas a high school student is going tr- to be go large tr- to tr- of their school. time. And like, if they stopped going to school, it would be weird. You know, like there's, yeah. especially if the parents aren't yerked, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, what else did I put here? Induction ceremony? Seems really bad.
1: Oh man, that was just straight up assault.
0: Straight up assault, violent and unnecessary. They chain them down. And then the it chained is- thing- Harness pulls him into a body of water. Not good.
1: It's the second time, maybe or more, but definitely the second time where uh, Tobias has faced pretty extreme violence from Erics directly. Yeah,
0: because uh, we also I the mean, torture thing.
1: Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, where it's been like really personal violence against Tobias. Um, to positional... Yeah, like it's not that a battle is not violence. It's just that like this is really targeted at Tobias the person. Yeah.
0: Um, Tobias, and there's no escape in current. particular. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also where he's been confined by the Yerks. Like he is definitely just a prisoner and there's nothing he can do about it.
0: Good thing you won't remember this one. Yep, that is good. Um, I, Chapman quoted a very fun statistic and I was like, <laughs> numbers, percentages. Yep. Thank you, Chapman. I wish there was a spreadsheet. Um, So the first is that when they do this ceremony in a way where they ask, are you willing to become a full member of the sharing? Um, 21% of cases of willing members, they don't resist or only 21% resist. Yeah. The rest of the 79% are just like, yeah, no problem. Put me in handcuffs. Hot. That seems you know? really like they're into to me. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, he says there are 64% fewer incidents of contested control when they get someone's consent beforehand, which seems high for the whole there's an alien in my head thing. And also seems okay. So, okay. I'm just envisioning this, how
1: this system would work, how they would track this data, because there has to be a way to track it. So like
0: mm-hmm.
1: the cases of willing members resisting, like that's pretty easy. Like, you know, because you're doing this <laughs> ceremony. You can see that with your eyeballs right there. Yep. Okay. Incidents of contested control. Every time a human or a host, whatever, fights for control of the body, does the york have to go report it? Are they filling I mean, up? Because it feels like they, that they would be filling up paperwork almost
0: endlessly. I, I guess I'll say this. We know Chapman enough to know that he's he's making this up.
1: Sure, he's you're right. He's wildly you know what, you're
0: bullshitting correct. these numbers. These are not real numbers. They do say like 50 something percent of statistics are completely made up. So that does make sense. That's that is the direct thing that I have seen quoted. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The sharing all in all not great. Also, actually, in this one, in this timeline, the sharing ends rather quickly because Visor Three decides it's not worth it, and he just blows the whole thing up. And yeah, I mean, with lasers, it, it ends um, because he
1: he decides to invade. So yeah, and like full on invasion, war of the world. So we invasion. don't really get to
0: see the future version of the sharing, which exists in the normal timeline. That like maybe with the weird community center has yeah different tactics. So early sharing days, I guess. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um we have a bunch of little things here yeah talk about those? first yeah okay um what the fuck is style with elsa Kent clench i looked this up because i was curious it's a tv show it's like an old tv show what a weird um, reference elsa, to make on page one yeah it's um i looked this
1: up so she's an american australian journalist novelist and television personality and she had a show that was that show and it ran to 2001
0: and it's something that Jake would watch?
1: It doesn't seem like it would be.
0: Because Jake is the one that cites it as where they are. It's like They're in a room Wikipedia. that's like the style of Elsa Clinch. The program dealt with fashion and design from around the world and was
1: hosted by Elsa Clinch.
0: Weird, OK. All right, that was my first little thing. My other little thing is, there's more implication that the morphing rules don't apply. Because Tobias was injured as a hawk, and they were like, morph to human, morph to human to try to fix him but that is not how it works and maybe the thought is like are they trying to subtly change it you know
1: maybe the reasoning is that if you are morphed into human we can get you in one piece to the barn where then you can be cared for versus oh that that, was what my read that makes sense okay
0: all right it's Um, like we can stabilize
1: you to get you to somewhere else
0: my other favorite thing i liked about this book is that axe loves cows in every timeline yes he does he does. He's really into cows. And I just think it's nice when someone has a favorite animal like that. You know, he, he is dedicated to his love for cows.
1: It's because he looks um, a lot like them
0: as we have been that's told. Right. Right. Uh, those are my little things. Do you have some?
1: I have a couple. Um, one, I just wanted to uh, just observe. I don't know. Um, Marco is awful. Like he's so gross women in every single timeline. Um, every in single this, in this one, he is with Rachel on the bus going to a field trip. No, they're just, they're yeah. in the museum. They're at and he is like trying to get her to go out with him, and he's and um, she like is clearly not into it. And he, and this is what he says, like he's thinking, I grinned, she was trapped, couldn't get away. Uh, and he like is thinking about how he's like isolated her, and so he can ask Ugh. her out. And it's really gross. Um, he also says, when she is like not interested in telling him she's not interested, he says, You know, I could supply references, Rachel. Plenty of females have enjoyed the company of Marco the Magnificent. Yes. Okay. Marco, buddy, I gotta, t- we gotta have a talk. Um, I know that you are trying to date in the nineties. I know that it's hard to ask at a girl. I- I've been there. I know. Um, but buddy, first of all, you gotta stop saying Marco the Magnificent. You said it before. You can't give
0: yourself a nickname. You just can't
1: do that. And and even if someone else was your nickname, if they've called you Marco the Magnificent, they are making fun of you.
0: they sure. You, Marco. That's absolutely Marco. it.
1: Come on now, Marco. And then the other thing, Marco, again, I understand. It's hard. It's hard out there. Learning to date, it's oh. hard. I get it um you need to stop calling women or girls whatever um females you That's need right. to stop you have to uh, unfortunately whenever you say this all i can see is quark i believe that that is a i believe that you know you in your timeline as well um mm-hmm. but every time you say females i can only see quark and no one wants to date quark
0: it's absolutely true
1: 100%. so marco buddy i need you to get it together on this dating thing
0: yep yeah he was gross i agree yeah um, another little
1: thing, I just thought it was fun to point out there was a cameo from uh, the president, from Bill Clinton, who was president yep. in the 90s. Uh, Firmly plants 2000s. us in yep. one timeline. Yep. Um, I just thought it was kind of fun to have a little, I like, you know, I like some 90s context. Sure. Um, and then this is just a really small thing, but it really made me laugh. Um, so this is after Visitor 3 is like, yes, we're just invading. We're just going to go on and invade. Um, and there's a ship, and people are all like kind of confused, which honestly, like all the humans reaction to the invasion seem pretty on par which is just to be like kind of panicked but also kind of like oh i need a tv um so um they access in circuit city um which i don't think exists anymore does it i don't think so Um, i don't think so no i don't think so and (laughs) he hears people discussing it and i guess you know like it was on tv that some guy's garage got blown up by Mm -hmm. the alien ship and they're discussing you know are they in peace And so someone says, I think that they're here for peace. And this other person says, yeah, they have a heck of a way of showing it. Blowing up a man's garage. And how about that RV? You think insurance is going to cover that? I just really appreciate a man who in the middle of a bunch of, uh, you know. World ending events. is just like the insurance on that, uh, like the uh, house explosion and RV explosion. I mean,
0: who's going to cover that? Who's going to cover that? Well, and then he says, but you know what? I would like to buy this TV. I think this is a good one. And. I'll tell actually, you that three years ago, I would have been like, that's unbelievable and dumb. Now, after living through a pandemic, I'm like absolutely. 100%, that's exactly what people would do. Because here I fucking am out, doing my laundry during the world ending.
1: It's not actually the person who's buying the TV who says that, Oh, really? um, it's the person selling him the TV because the, the follow-up line is either way, I'm buying that Sony big screen. I don't wanna miss any of this. And then the next person to speak quite soon as the person said the RV line, uh, yes, sir. Can I uh, interest you in our extended warranty program? Which also, by the way, great. if I were buying any kind of big, expensive electronic, eh, you know, I tend to buy a warranty or whatever. I want to like make sure repairs are covered for at least a little bit. Um, this is a in great. The face of to the be apocalypse. Like, no, I'm not going to buy a warranty.
0: No, no, I don't absolutely think you need not. That. You're not. Yeah, gonna I mean, you this. don't need the new TV either, but you definitely don't need the warranty. Yeah, well,
1: I feel like in this moment, I would buy the big screen just based on it. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters, I'll buy whatever right. I want. If I run out of money, you know who's gonna say anything? The aliens? Nobody.
0: Capitalism was a scam before, is more of a scam now that the world's ending. So yeah, buy the TV. Max out those credit cards. Who's gonna create your credit score? No one. Absolutely. Who's gonna come after you? Collections? Ha! There's a yerk in their heads, they don't care. They're only here to collect your body, so they can put a yerk in it. Absolutely. And being a of in your bills will not help. Yeah, so I thought that scene was extremely believable.
1: It made me laugh a lot. Um, yeah. It just felt like a really correct response to uh, Alien Invasion. Uh, yeah. Also, I have to say this is not part of my notes there, but I just think it was I thought this was the, when the lights all go out in the store. That felt kind of creepy. I, I liked like a little a little tone of creepiness. Sure, in the apocalypse. It, yeah. Sure. Not scary, but just like, oh, it's a little creepy when all the I don't know, it wasn't the lights went out. It was all the TVs turned off. Yeah. Cuz like was like oh, it was a an creepy. EMP. A little creepy. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, last thing about this book before we go to our classes. Yes. There were there were two big premonitions Mm -hmm. in this book slash predictions slash things we got to keep in mind for the future because they'll probably come true uh the first very bad news jake keeps having a dream that he sends cassie to her death Mm -hmm. and drode says it's coming true that he is going to send her into a cave where he knows that she will die and she's going to turn around completely trusting him and look at him one last time and then walk straight into her death. And I swear to God, if Jake, the monster Jake, kills the amazing, beautiful Cassie, I'm going to have an absolute fit. I will not be able to handle that emotionally
1: at all. I mean, I guess then I have good news for you because I'm pretty certain that Jake's one's going to die because I don't think they're going to kill the whole team. But I thought it was pretty, pretty foreshadowed that Jake's going to die.
0: I'd be okay with that, actually. That'd be fine because um he's the leader so he's he yeah if he takes on you know it's time for me to die right now and not send my girlfriend to her death I think that's a better move well okay here's the reason why I think Jake's gonna die and not Cassie um is right at the end when they're talking to the and um
1: Jake is just like feeling kind of hopeless
0: sure Um, as one does yeah I mean in the face of a god character who has it personally
1: (laughs) out for you yeah he said, um, "Elimus, is there anything better in our real timeline? Will it will it happen any better there? Will it at le- will it at least ever end?" The Elimus looked at me, just at me. Sadly, I thought, pitying. "It will end," he said. "It will end."
0: I kind of felt like he was saying,
1: "Yep, you're gonna die, and funny, that'll be yeah. over."
0: Okay, but I read that a different way. I read really? that as, "You're the leader. All of you are going to die, and I'm te- I'm warning you right now. It will end." And I'm I, I was reading because he was just looking at him. I read that as
1: you are going to end versus I you. I can see leader, it either way. I, okay. But I don't think the book's going to end with killing
0: the entire team. That would be. I wouldn't be surprised shocking. at this point, to be honest. That would be so dark. I do. I do. Okay. Actually going back to the whole larger stakes question. I do mm. think someone's going to die. At least one person is could going be Jake. to die. I could see it being Jake. I could also see it being like Tobias yes. or Rachel because they have no. a little love situation going on and I could see. I, I think I you're right. That it could
1: happening. be Rachel, but I do not want it to be Rachel. I'll be extremely I, upset about it. It's I Rachel. don't
0: think it will be Marco. No. I and I refuse be to believe that it will be Cassie.
1: I think it's going to be. And smart. I don't it's think it'll be, be Axe. No, because Axe is the, the worst of the animals. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> there's people who would like him. I there's people who like him but to, if he died it's not that it wouldn't be sad I'm sure it would be sad I'm sure she'd write something beautiful about like the animorphs mourning their friend sure. but I, I don't think I'd care that much um I just don't like Axe um he's consistently mean and ableist and the last book actually it was, it was every now and then he'll oh, start no. to grow on me yeah. a little bit but after the last book I was like I hate this person I hate him yeah I hate him forever. one step
0: forward 16 steps back Axe goes straight back into the ocean absolutely um if I, again, I just can't reiterate this enough. If Cassie dies, I will be so unhappy. I'll probably write K.A. Applegate a letter about okay. how happy I am with that. Well, effort. they're now, they're now putting
1: out um, graphic novels of all of the books, I guess. Oh, so really? you can, you can, yeah. The second one, of I think- all came out. of them? Well, the second one came out. I don't know if they're doing all of them, but at least the first two are out.
0: Wow, um, that's a lot of drawing. I know, um, but you can write a letter and be like, hello,
1: I need you to redo the ending of these books.
0: I will. Oh, believe me, I will if Cassie dies. Um, Uh, yeah okay great um should we go to class yeah let's go to class okay right back to the thing you just said about let's send axe back to the ocean um i i put a topic in here marine biology Hmm. topic for today's class what creature would you pick to escape the dome and you can't choose shark because that's the one that axe chose are we limited by what would fit into that okay you could pick shark if you want okay you could pick shark
1: I think shark is very strong as an option, you know, because it's got
0: teeth and also swim fast. Um, I guess there's also, there's another layer to this question, which is if you were in a dome Uh underwater Uh and that's all you can see of this planet, wouldn't you assume, and you know that the planet is 70% water, wouldn't you assume one of the things around me is the dominant life form on this planet? Which one should I pick to get the hell out of here and be in the ocean? But I think X kind of did that. You think he picked shark as the dominant one?
1: Well, okay. I thought okay, he picked shark because
0: other... it had big pointy teeth and it was blue and he yeah, likes the but I, think blue.
1: That, but I think that would, that makes sense though to see that and be like, that must be dominant because it can eat everything.
0: I guess a whale didn't go past.
1: Yeah, and I also think he was like, what would fit inside of the little bay? Because it sounded like there wasn't a lot of room around the shark.
0: True, it'd be hard to trick a whale into climbing into the airlock that's five times smaller than it.
1: But if I could, like, like uh, make the airlock seal around my hand and just stick my hand out
0: yeah, and then touch a whale like that, I would like a whale. Here's what I think. Knowing me, I would pick something small. I would pick, like, a smallish eel or a fish swimming in a group because I think my risk-averse self, I would be like, I don't know who the dominant life form is. I'm going to pick one that's innocuous and try to get my lay of the land here as opposed to picking one with lots of teeth that people might try to fight. But if you
1: saw that there are ones with lots of big teeth that eat other other things, wouldn't you want to mm-hmm. not be one of the small things that gets eaten?
0: I'd want to be one of the small things that I do not witness at eating.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I'd go big um, because you're probably safer. I, I kind of would be into going octopus. Oh, yeah. Octopus would be a good one. Um, I, I think the big thing would be something kind of fast.
0: Because yeah, if you had to go
1: long distances, uh like a very small thing might not be able to go long enough where then you had to unmorph and then remorph. I do think dolphin would be a good choice too. Dolphin is like, a good choice. Dolphins, I think would be good, whales would be good, octopus. I just would like to be an octopus. Um I yeah.
0: I maintain like a fish that's in a school of fish could be But really you can't
1: good. go very far fast. Like you'd be unmorphing and remorphing mm. a lot.
0: I guess so. I guess so. I was wondering that was he going to pop out of the water and try to find where land was because he didn't know where land was. Like, how was he going to? I
1: actually no. I think he'd be okay because we know that the Animorphs swam out to him to get him.
0: Oh, but he would. But, but he hours. might be able to. But they didn't unmorph him and then remorph. But they they were on land. And they knew where the dome was. But he's in a dome and he doesn't know where land is. How is he going to figure out where to swim to? You know. Maybe he can. Look
1: at where they're both. I don't
0: know. Okay. He just went all jaws out there.
1: Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's some way that animals can sense which way is the shore. What? I don't know. Okay. What? <laughs> Maybe a person cuts their hand and then they walk into the ocean and they can smell the blood from miles away. He doesn't know about the existence of
0: people. But he is a shark and so he can perceive their blood in the water. So he's going to go after the random blood on the shore of an ocean as opposed to yeah. the blood maybe nearer to him? Yeah, why not? <laughs> all right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No, that I makes mean, total sense. <laughs> I
1: feel like there has to be some way for, I mean, they didn't go into it at all because clearly they didn't want to talk about it because it's too complicated yeah, to explain how it makes no sense. Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking in the logic of the book, it probably was something like that.
0: Hmm. Okay. I pictured he's a shark. He figures out where the surface of the ocean is and he pops his head up and he morphs, he unmorphs his head basically. So he's got like the body, he's, I know he's not this good at morphing, but like yeah, he's yeah. got his his little axe head and his weak boy arms attached to the body of a shark. And then he just kind of putters around on the top of the ocean, you know?
1: <laughs> I said, that might make him pretty conspicuous for the Yerks.
0: It's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway. Well, that was that class. That was an easy question. You're up with your next class. All right, let's go to class.
1: okay so I'm calling this history class I don't know that it's really history class it's just that Mm -hmm. um I didn't know what else to call this class um but basically this is the first book where we've gotten like a sense of amount of days um and we've talked before about how we don't really know how long these books have taken place over we don't Um, yeah because we just never find out um but this one at some of the chapters not all of them for some reason they have like day one day whatever number Which I thought was very interesting. So you get a sense of how long it was until they found Axe. So um, if day one is the day after um, they, or no, it was the day that they didn't go to the uh, construction site, right? Um, Yeah, and then, yeah. And then the first time we see Axe is day 10. So at this point, Axe has been under the water for a while. Now it's like the first four or
0: five books where we get to Axe. I think it's more than five books. When does Axe show up? Hold on. I'm going to just Google it. It's in the first um, 10. I would say it's probably between, let's just say between five and 10. One of those books. Okay. All right. So oh, wait, first appearance know... is the message. That's it. Which is book four. Okay. So four.
1: So we know up to day 24, Axe is still in the dome. So happened between, mm-hmm. so they met Axe probably around 25-ish days. Mm-hmm. The next, For some reason, Axe doesn't have any days in some of his chapters. I don't really understand why. And the next time we get a chapter day, like with, a chapter about days, is 31. So they must have met Axe about a little bit less than a month after they've been doing anamorphing stuff. Yeah. I wish there was more time information because then it gets more and more sparse what number of days Which I guess supposed to indicate that like the time is apart.
0: It just feels like things are moving really fast.
1: It would be really interesting to see how fast your plans are happening because in this book, the argument about um, are they doing a full-on invasion or just doing like a sneaky um, like infiltration style invasion, uh-huh, uh-huh. it happens in that first month. Yeah, and I
0: I feel like I've gotten the impression that from this or one story that it had long been decided by Visser One that it would be a sneaky slow burn via the sharing, long before the anamorphs were a thing.
1: Yes. So the timeline's not very consistent. It's a little confusing. Um, Mm -hmm. because this one it, it makes it like it's the first month. They are already having this argument, which one they're gonna do, and the council hasn't decided one way or the other. Yeah. Um and also in this book, Visser one's kind of in hiding yeah which it's supposed to happen later yes because in, in that first month for sure she wasn't in hiding
0: yeah she was there she came she showed up in that book because that, that shark
1: look- book was yeah and that shark book was in that first maybe 15 books we read and if we yes. assume the first
0: five books let's just say take place over about a month See? that's three yeah, months well but in summary viscer one should not be in hiding at this point no not even close yeah. so
1: it's weird and if she didn't want to be seen by Marco, that's the problem. First of all, why is she in that town? Um, if you don't want to be seen by your possible, like you're by yourself. Well, son? she
0: was, she was uh, teleported there through, against her wishes. Sure. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, it's very strange, the timeline of this book. I was very excited about seeing numbers. I was like, oh, we can like start quantifying, like how long stuff takes them.
0: But as it turns I think out, no. I think
1: I'm going to start assuming though, every five books is a month.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I don't think it's totally true
1: but I think it's probably a good.
0: But we've got nothing of, else so you might as yes. well. Yes.
1: Well and then it would also explain why we haven't had all of them. All of them haven't had birthdays yet because what this is. That would put
0: us eight months in.
1: Yes. So I, I, it could be sense that we've had Tobias's birthday and not anybody else's for some reason.
0: I mean statistically improbable but sure. But sure. I mean it could happen right? It could happen. Um, sure.
1: It's kind of unlikely but it could happen. So we haven't made it a full year of your convention I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I liked it. I was excited about it, and then I got disappointed when they stopped having dates.
0: Yeah, they did stop pretty quickly. Um. Well. Well, we did it. We read the last Megamorphs. Are you proud? Yeah. Are you happy? Do you, I am. Um, I know we haven't read the last,
1: uh, the last chronicles yet. Chronicles, yeah. But. So far, now we've finished all of the as as a group of books, Megamorphs versus, uh chronicles hmm. which one are you more into chronicles i have an answer yeah i would agree yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, we get way more information in the chronicles than we did the megamorphs and three of the four megamorphs didn't matter and i think that the megamorphs are kind of cursed with the
1: problem of telling us about the anamorphs that's interesting and good but doesn't fuck up the whole main timeline. Whereas mm-hmm. Chronicles is like, we can do anything we want. Like we have, you kind of know what's going to happen. Like, you know that Visser One has to be alive by the start of the book series. And you know that um, like Elfangor has to die at the beginning of the book. Like there's some stuff you, you know that has to happen. Yeah. But because they're not constrained by like telling a story that doesn't fuck up the main timeline as much, they can do a lot more.
0: Yeah. You know what? Megamorph has one thing going forward in particular though. Which is Megamorphs? One was where we got um, Cassie riding her elephant girlfriend off into the sunset.
1: That is true. I think Megamorphs which is one of the one best and scenes four. so far. One and four have been good. Yeah, four is better than one. Yeah. two and three were a wash. I agree. Whereas I would say every one of the Chronicles books, I haven't always enjoyed reading all of them because some of them are tough. But they're dense they're with good. content. And I think yeah. they're, they're. I think they I would generally describe them as good. Who who wrote but the eleventh? Uh, I
0: think they're all. I think all the
1: Chronicles are written by K. Applegate. Okay, cool.
0: Uh, oh, shoot. I want I want to look it up. The Elemis Chronicles uh, was, yes, written by K.A. Applegate. Yeah. Good. Good, 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 oh. good. Well, right, cool. uh, should we talk about homework? Let's do it. Okay. Well, caveat on homework is that this is yep. the last book we're reading this season. So yes. the next episode will be about the summary of the last 10 yes. books. But still, this is the book we'll start off the next season with. Yes. Uh, Okay. So the next book for the next season, our final season of The Animorphs, I guess? No, because there's, unless we expand it, because there's like 56 books or whatever. 54 books. 54. So that's four more than we usually do. We'll see. We'll see. see. TBD. Um, Okay.
1: Um, This one, it's unusual. Uh, It's called The Familiar. um, And the tagline is, they're out of sight, you're out of mind. And this has Jake, Morphing into another uh, man. Uh, He's like a white guy with- uh, He's he's a grown up. Yes. He's in like a red jumpsuit with like yellow on the shoulders and he has arms crossed and got a belt with a
0: dumb looking thing on his- um, It's like uh, a space suit kind of futuristic Star Trek. uh, You know, he's got a little thing on his belt that looks like a little Star Trek tool. Uh, I will say uh, it's inaccurate, this
1: depiction of morphing, because he's morphing into a man with clothing and he's morphing clothing
0: great point great well uh, you could have morphed to a naked man that would be uh inappropriate. but he's morphing in well yes
1: but he's morphing directly into a personal clothes and that's wrong at least morph right. into a, a leotard wearing man good point uh the little inside uh, cover has the man in a <laughs> looking very photoshopped into a very badly rendered graphic of like a a control booth or something like this and it says huh. to do report to work <laughs> Which is all of my to-do lists at work look like. <laughs> Get to work. Um. Okay. And okay. Here's the back cover. Jake is just a normal kid. Well, as normal as possible, considering that he can morph animals and he's in a war against parasit- parasitic aliens. But as unbelievable as it sounds, something even stranger has happened. One morning, Jake wakes up and he's 25 years old. Okay. Maybe it's some kind of weird hallucination. Maybe it's a nightmare. Or maybe Jake's just lost it for a a while and misplaced a few years. And there's another problem. The world that uh, Jake the Kid went to sleep in has changed. It's ruled by the Yerks. Jake has to find that if the other Animorphs and acts are still around, still somehow fighting, or he's really on his own. Didn't we just do this? It does seem like we did. Um, For a moment, I was like, oh, it's going to be like Freaky Friday, but it's not going to be like Freaky Friday.
0: Man. Well? I... I know last time I said I'm, I'm anticipating being disappointed, but I really mean it this time.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty disappointing to have another time travel book so fast. Yeah. But, uh, okay, the author for this one, I just want to look real quick, um, is Ellen Giraud Oh, and Ellen Giroux wrote The Illusion which is the one where hold on while well, I'm looking really quick with the oh the illusion is the one with the torture uh, which was a really well written book really dark but like really well written. very
0: dark yeah
1: and I also thought did a pretty good job of getting the characters right even though again very dark so mm-hmm. I'm hopeful because I really liked her writing okay great so that's nice
0: we can maintain a small amount of hope you know
1: yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I guess it's kind of, but we won't be reading that for a little while because this is kind of the end of our season. Not quite, but you know.
0: Yeah. Next next episode, we'll talk about what we've learned, predictions, mm-hmm. questions answered, things like that. Yep. You want to tell them where to find us?
1: Yes, you can find us on Facebook at The Book Report and you can find us on Instagram at The Book Report Pod. If you want to email us something, um, you can reach us at weloveanimores at gmail.com. If you have spoilers, don't send them to us, except for if you really think it's important that we should see the spoilers, just put spoiler in the title and we'll ask someone else to read the email for us. Uh, and then go on to whatever you listen to us on and rate and review us, five stars. Um, yeah, and if you have like a yoga class that you teach and you do that, you know part of the yoga at the end where everyone lays on the floor and they like uh, do guided meditation, instead of guided meditation, <laughs> I recommend that you play for them this episode. I think this one in particular is probably the one to go on. Really a
0: meditative one. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's probably the way to go. So yeah, if you're a yoga teacher, I think that's a good way to help people get into the pod.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. Well, see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, should we start?
1: Yeah. (laughs)